Welcome to another episode of The Weekly Podcast. I want to just say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the support. If you could continue to give us that, we'd love it. Tell a friend. Send us an email. Find us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Look us up on TikTok. But well, we do appreciate it. We really do. If you want to support the, the, the podcast, click on show notes. Send us a donation. We'd appreciate it. But what makes... I, I, I struggle with that. What makes a good podcast is a storytelling, you know, or is it boots on the ground? Um, I got my wrap-up or whatever it is that shows me kind of where my podcast went in 2022. And we made progress, so I'm thankful for that. Uh, we're not in crime junkie territory or anything. Um, or my good buddy, Melissa, with Just the Tipsters. That's a good podcast. But we're getting there, and we're getting bigger. And uh, if it's one or two listeners at a time, then so be it. But I listen. And I know you can hear the rain. I'm doing that on purpose. It's hitting the tin roof here. And I just wanted to, to let you get in on that. It's very special. It's so relaxing right now. If, I, if, you, if you hear a, a blank space in the podcast, I might have fell, in, fell, in, fell in asleep when I learned to talk. My English is good. I'll learn you something. But anyway... You know, and, and I'm, I would like to have someone on the podcast with me to, like, go back and forth with and talk and debate. And I'm trying to find that. So if anybody's interested, reach out to me because I would like to find a co-host or maybe somebody that can help me take it to the next level. Um, somebody to whip my ass and shake. Somebody to, uh, you know, maybe teach me. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm doing. Really, um... I've just decided to be myself and uh, talk about what's on my mind and heart and just go from there. I hope you enjoy it. But, you know, I I listened. I binged that whole, and I even paid the subscription to and Wondery Man on the culpable, that daggone Brittany Stikes case. That case, I just cannot get. It's like there's so much to tell, but then there's nothing. You know, and if you're not familiar with Brittany Stikes, this case is, uh, I want to say it was 2009, but I know it's 10, 11 years old. Um, this poor, wonderful, young mother, uh, 18-month-old daughter, was pregnant um, with her second child. She had, uh, she was married to Shane Stikes. He was a good bit older than her. She was 22. I want to say he was 35. And she gets up one morning. Uh, and Shane works at a, uh, a factory about an hour, hour and 15 minutes away from their home. And this particular morning in August, she has uh, made plans to go out to her mother-in-law's home. And she's going to do some... Um, um, job application type stuff on the internet for uh, an IRS position of some kind. And she had been communicating with a friend of hers that morning that she knew from working at Walmart and Subway. Um, and this friend had talked about riding with her over to her mother-in-law's house. And um, Anyway, that fell through, so Brittany went by herself. Now, this morning, the morning that she's going over to her mother-in-law's, 
she encounters a gray panel van that runs her off the road. Now, she is in a 80s model Jeep Wrangler. And it's, it's shaking her up. It's enough to shake her up that she messages her friend letting, you know, telling her about the situation that she was run off the road by a van in a, in a road rage, rage incident. And it was, it was, it was a violent enough to, to shake her up, but not enough that it caused her alarm. And we've all been there. You know, we've, I don't know if we've been run off the road, but you know, you've had someone cut you off or, or someone may run you into the grass or into the median or, or something like that. And, you know, or someone come up, flip you a bird, uh, cuss you, you know. But it, it wasn't. It was enough to startle her and, and give her concern, but not enough to cause panic. And and and, and, and in, in the story, it's not. It, it happens. She talks about it, and it's over. And Sarah is the, the friend I'm speaking of. It's the only one that she tells it to. So she didn't tell her husband. She didn't message him, call him, or or anything like that. Now. This, this is her dad's birthday, the same day, so as she's going um, to be out at her parents' house later in that evening, about 7.30, 7, 7.30, something like that. Now, Shane, her husband, doesn't get off work till 5, 5.30. He says that he, you know, normal routine for him, he gets off work, drives an hour and 15 minutes, goes to the gym, goes home, blah, blah. But, now... The first part of this story is the Jeep. The Jeep was Shane's dad's, and he had inherited when he passed away. The, the Jeep was not something that you'd want to drive every day, but according to Shane, Brittany was driving this Jeep now, and, and she'd been in it for about two weeks. Now, I've heard two conflicting stories from him stating that, oh, she loved it, wanted to drive it, and I've heard stories stating that he drives an hour and 15 minutes to work, so it would make more sense for him to drive the Honda van than this old Jeep that gets terrible gas mileage and probably shakes like almighty hell going down the road. Now, that makes sense to me. I'm okay with that. Well, she's driving down a two-lane country road, and somehow, some way, Someone fires five bullets in in a two and a half foot radius circle in the driver's side door and plastic Jeep windows. The Jeep goes off across the meet across the other lane of traffic, off the road, goes several hundred feet or whatever off of the road and has come to a dead stop with the axle broken or bent in the U-shape and the headlights basically sticking straight up in the air. A passing motorist goes by, sees the lights of the Jeep, drives past, out-of-towners, but something told him to turn around and go back. He turns around, he goes back, he gets down to the Jeep, and when you, I mean, it's like anything, you walk up on an accident, you don't think of a a shooting or a murder or this or that. You think, oh, God, this girl's run off the road. She's had a flat. She's done this. She's done that. I hope she's okay. Let me go check on her. 
what a horrific scene this man walked upon with Brittany, 22-year-old Brittany Stikes driving this Jeep that has five bullet holes in the side of it with her 18-month-old daughter in the passenger seat bleeding from the head. We'll be right back. I guess I got ahead of myself a little bit. I really didn't want to tell you about the five bullet holes until after I told you that the gentleman found the Jeep, but it doesn't matter. So, this case, really, there's not much out there. There's a little bit, but nothing that... So, I think we should just take the bullet points of it and, and I'm going to say this. If you want a breakdown of this case in depth, and I mean, of, there's okay, I'm going to give you two podcasts to listen to. Culpable, season two, Every this, these dudes are on the ground. Listen, that episode, that, that podcast, Culpable, season two, you want to know everything about this, they interview everybody. That podcast is awesome. Listen. Also, Just the Tipsters done an episode about this case, you need to listen to it as well. So this gentleman walks up on this Jeep. He sees a girl slumped over. He sees a 15-month-old little girl bleeding from the head, but is awake, is mumbling. So they get paramedics out there. Brittany has been shot and killed, and the poor girl has been shot in the head and is being rushed to the hospital. So as detectives start to make notifications, Brittany's family, is, is this is really close to her house, her parents' house, because I told you she was going over there to see, you know, for her dad's birthday. And her mom just knew. They heard the sirens, and they, she knew. So they had made it to the scene and was on, on the scene, and the, the mother's intuition knew something was wrong. Please make notification to the husband. And I think he's a little crass through all this. He has made it to work, home from work, went to the gym, went home. It was like ele- uh, oh, uh, see, 11 o'clock. And Brittany is wrecked at 7, 7.30. But by the time they process the scene, they get out to do notification to him. He's home asleep on the couch. Now, I don't know about you. But my wife and I, we do not talk all the time when we are not to, when we are separated, like in different areas of town, or whatever. But we at least have a general idea of what our our days are like, whether getting the kids here, doing this here, dinner here, whatever it may be. If I'm getting off work, going to the gym, and then I'm going to come home, she he states he's supposed to eat some leftovers that Brittany left. You know, he knew she was going to her parents' house. I would have a, I would have a conversation with her. I would have a conversation with her. It wouldn't be 1130 at night, and I've got the police at my door, and they're telling me that my wife is dead and my, my daughter is shot in the head. And the husband's always a suspect. 
And I think in this case, I don't know that he's directly involved, but from everything that I've seen, I feel like that there's just something off about him. And I can't put my finger exactly on it, but some of the things he does and says, and we'll talk about that, but they make the notification and he uh, goes to the hospital. But, you know, he's got to be questioned and they're asking him questions about where he was and this. And like I told you, he said he went to work, went to go uh, work out, then he went to go home to eat and then he laid down. But at no point he makes a phone call, tries to reach his wife or make sure they're okay. I don't understand that. I don't understand it. I, I just don't understand it. So he's a suspect. Now come to find out at the scene, there's five bullet holes in the side of this Jeep within a two foot radius. Now, talking about a two lane road, we're talking about a five speed older Jeep, and we're talking about the car being 100, 100 feet or whatever off the road. Now, let's look at the bullet holes. How hard is it to shoot five bullets into a moving vehicle out of a moving vehicle and hit all five in a two-foot pattern over the two two-foot circumference Brittany was killed instantly when one bullet went through her lung her heart her lung out and actually hit the baby in the head and took a left turn through the windshield odd but if she shot and killed instantly while she's driving, that would make sense as to how the Jeep ended up veering and then off the road. But if she's driving and a car pulls up next to her that is driving, 45, 50, whatever it is, 30, 35, how hard is it to get five shots in that type of radius? So on one hand, the evidence is saying the car was at a stop or slowed down. But the other evidence says, no, the car was in motion because if she was stopped, that one bullet basically says there's no way she would have been able to put her foot on the gas, drive it, and, and go across the, the other lane of traffic and off the road. So you've got those two pieces of evidence. So they believe she's driving down the road, a vehicle comes up beside her, a lower vehicle, she's up on a Jeep, so most things are lower than that because it is an upward trajectory. And you've got five bullet holes in the side and you've got the Jeep running off. So basically, they believe someone come up beside her, fired five shots precisely, and goes on and the Jeep veers off the road and Brittany's dead and the poor baby shot in the head. But to be perfectly honest with you, I could say that's it, and that would really be about all the evidence that they have. It is an odd case, but you have to look. So what do they do? They look back at victimology. Okay, was Brittany the target? You would have to think to yourself, 22-year-old girl, no trouble, no drugs, no bullshit, no. She don't even drive in that yellow Jeep two weeks. That yellow Jeep is synonymous with Shane and Shane's father and his family. So was somebody trying to send a message to Shane, thought it was Shane, and shot the baby, shot her the baby. Because here's 
how I feel about that. I don't know how you, if you know criminals or code or gangs or mafioso this or, but most killers will not and absolutely will not kill or put a child in harm's way if they're trying to do payback. And and an innocent too, an innocent and a, a woman, no, no. If this was a message from a a, a, a gang affiliated type system or a group of criminals, you're not going to make me believe that a, 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 the hardest criminal in the world. And I'm not I know I'm not saying every, but I'm talking to you like in a a gang mafia uh, a criminal killer type situation that people that that kill in their business. I'm not talking about these pieces of shit. They're all pieces of shit, but these rapists, murderers that kill kids and women and things like that. There is a certain code that they, no kids, no women, things like that. So what I'm saying is if someone was coming after Shane, a criminal, like a criminal, not a fucking pedophile or a rapist or a fucking anything like that, a criminal to, to kill him for something he said or done, he wouldn't have done it with, with you know, obviously wouldn't have done it with the, the child or uh, being a woman, so he didn't know. So obviously as they're pulling up, just fires, and that mistake is made, it's not Shane. Oh, shit. It's Brittany and the baby, you know. So that's one theory. And um, the only other theory that you, you have, and it's not random, ain't no way in hell, is that Shane hired somebody to kill his wife. But it looks, it's got a professional feel to it. Someone that at least can fire a gun. Um, but what was Shane into? What was Shane Stocks doing that would, would cause someone to be so upset that they would want to fire bullets blindly into his Jeep, wanting him dead? Well, Shane said it himself in the Culpable podcast. And he, he didn't come right out and say exactly what it was, but he said people were doing bad things and he wanted to stop them. He said he didn't rat on anybody, but he done something to stop somebody or some group from doing bad things. What were those bad things? Who was this group that, that he told on or informed on or gave information on or done something to cause somebody to want to fire five bullets into the side of his yellow Jeep, killing his wife and miraculously only injuring his child. The baby lived and is healthy as can be. What an amazing miracle from God that is. But what do we have here? What is this? What, what, is, what, is, what, do, you, what do you think? What do we have here? We've got a 22-year-old girl with no background, no trouble whatsoever, married to a, a man 15 years older than her that could have a little sketchy past, that admittedly done something to stop bad people from doing bad things, and just so happens five bullets go into the side of his yellow Jeep on a country road. I think it's meant for him. I mean, I just, I, I just feel that it's meant for him. And he, and, and Shane has made comments and told police supposedly that he knows, he thinks he knows who done it, and give his theories on this or that. 
But I think those are bullshit. But I do think he knows exactly what the fuck he done. But it's a little more than what he's willing to tell because I think he's more involved in in what got her killed. He is not directly, and this is my opinion again, he's not directly involved in her killing, but he is indirectly involved, and he knows more. He knows what got her killed and why, because he knew it was meant for him. He knew what he'd done to fuck up, to have these people coming after him, but he can't say it because he's in too deep. Get himself in trouble. Or he's just a pompous asshole. They don't give a shit. But he knows more than what he's saying. And what do you think about this case? Look up culpable. Look up just the tipsters. I'm telling you, it's 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 crazy. It is a crazy, crazy, crazy case. I mean, you've got so much, but so little. What happened that day? What happened? What caused? Did the road rage incident come into play? Was Brittany involved in something? What do we know? We know that five bullets went through the side of that Jeep while it was driving down the road, while someone else pulled up beside it driving down the road, fired five bullets into the side of the Jeep in a two-foot circle, killing this young, wonderful mother, wonderful woman, injuring the baby. They shot at the vehicle, folks. They didn't shoot at her. I don't think they seen her. I think that was an accident. They didn't mean to kill her. They wanted to kill Shane. Nothing else makes any sense. Nothing else makes any sense. What's Oxam Razor? Bright yellow old ass Jeep stands out. Everybody knew who knew, knew, knew who drove it. She'd only been driving it for two weeks, and then five bullets go in the side of it, killing her. No. No. I think even your worst dickheads. No. 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 Even if someone had a beef with Britain, there's no way someone would intentionally know that that baby's in there. I just don't. Not 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 in this, in this situation. They didn't. They didn't mean to kill Brittany. They they were killing, trying to kill Shane. And there's just no doubt in my mind on that. That's what my gut tells me. But the evidence. What does the evidence say? There's no evidence that Brittany was involved in anything nefarious. None. So what's motive? We got motive, means, motive, opportunity, victimology. All of it points back to Shane. Shane's vehicle. Shane with a rougher past. Shane telling on somebody or being involved in something he shouldn't have been. You know? But it's definitely worth listening to Culpable and just the tipsters to get you a little bit more information. I mean... I'm this this episode's not to go 100 just in depth into the case into the case into the case. I want to give you a starting point. I want to tell you the story in in my words how I see it, and I want you to take my story. And I want you to go out and and get more information, more information, and you can and and make you know accus- <laughs> accusations yourself to whoever. But it's definitely worth listening to other podcasts about this story. Brittany Stocks. Dateline episode, 
uh, Just the Tipsters, and season two of Culpable is a must. We'll be right back. Guys, I want to reiterate again, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, this case gets me a little fired up. Uh, you really need to go to Culpable Season 2 and listen to all these interviews that Shane gives. You know, and I want to touch a few things here after kind of throughout that process of like when they were burying Brittany and the father, the, the father and Shane, the family had a fallen out. He, Shane made a comment in the funeral home while they were trying to make arrangements you had her longer than I, I did. You make the decision. Shane also filed for victim's compensation and got like $70,000 um, and was hesitant to give any money on, on the funeral services. The father had to foot that bill. The father, not the husband, the fucking man, the father. Shane said some really strange things. He done some strange things, and I'm telling you what they are. Uh, he wanted the money fine if you need help but he didn't want to pay for any of the funeral he didn't offer anything they did take some of the money and pay it but it wasn't by his choice they took it before they gave it to him now he also sued the city to get his jeep back he has that jeep back and wants his daughter to drive that jeep he sued the city to get the Jeep back. I would want them to keep it as long as they needed to keep it to solve the, the case and find out who killed my wonderful, lovely wife. You need to listen to Culpable and listen to those interviews. Something's not... He thinks he's smarter than what he is. He, sound, he's, he sounds just like an asshole to me. Now, do I believe he killed his wife? I do not. Do I believe that he knows what he done to get his wife killed? I do. No doubt. This isn't random. This isn't somebody after Brittany. This is somebody trying to kill Shane in his bright yellow-ass Jeep that he sued the city for and got back. Like I said, you just there's so much that, that they've uncovered this season that it's not necessarily evidence, but you know they've got different people in it that go over the the evidence of the the five bullet holes being in the two foot radius, how hard it would be to do that driving, or what kind of shot somebody would need. Now, I don't know what caliber the bullets were or anything like that. Uh, talk about the the trajectory of the bullet going up, but the bullet made a left-hand turn. They're not sure how that happened because it hit Brittany, hit the baby, and then went on out the windshield, but it was coming from left to right. So it goes from left through the door, through Brittany, off the, through the poor baby's head, and then left and up in the windshield. Because the baby was sitting in the front seat. Now you gotta remember, this is an older model Jeep. The baby was sitting in the front seat in a rear-facing car seat rear-facing car seat okay so think about that but other than that there's really nothing you've got i mean it's 
it's just a crazy case. It's crazy, but Google it. This is stepping. This is this is starting point. Listen to this part. Let your friends listen to it. Tell everybody about it. Let's get this thing going, and then move on. Get you some more information if you're interested in this case, because it's worth digging in a little deeper. But I appreciate you listening to me and the rants and the ravings that I carry on with. I hope you enjoyed the story that I told about poor Brittany Stikes uh, and her terrible murder. And I recommend that you listen to Just the Tipsters and definitely listen to The Culpable Season 2. But this is another episode of Duh Weekly Podcast. Support us. Help us. We love you. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.